Hi, everyone. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. This week, we're joined by Emma Lynch, Managing Director and Founder of BBD Boom, who comes on the show to discuss her team's growth through a successful apprenticeship program. Emma starts with where and how it started and carries us through to what it looks like today. She shares what she looks for when seeking out a local college or university and the things she finds that make a good college partner. And we discuss the programs and candidate pools and effective ways for interviewing, validating, and moving forward with the right candidates to bring onto the team. And once they join the team, Emma shares her approach for onboarding new apprentices, the type of work they're responsible for, and how they plug into client engagements. We talk about the evolution of these candidates from green, fairly inexperienced apprentices to client-facing strategic contributors on the team. And we wrap with discussing the impact BBD Boom has felt from the apprenticeship program, from the growth of their team, the growth of their culture, and the growth of their leadership tier of employees. Knowing what we know about the talent shortage partners are facing today, this program has helped BBD Boom with employee happiness, employee engagement, employee retention, and a whole bunch more. Let's dive in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. Hi, Emma. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered, and Happy New Year. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you, and Happy New Year to you too. Uh, any, yeah, that's it's great to have you. Uh, any any New Year's resolutions? Uh, this isn't the conversation I think we have scheduled. But what's what's the what's the New Year's resolution for you? Me, I think is more time with my family because I'm very guilty of working a lot of hours. Um, but actually, using my time more more wisely within the business as well. I seem to get my hands dirty too much, whereas <laughs> I need to sit back and look more strategically. Don't always work in, work on the business. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, those are good resolutions. I, I don't even want to share mine. Those are way better than mine. <laughs> um, uh, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, excited to talk about uh, uh, the apprenticeship program uh, that your agency has put into place. Um, sounds like you've been able to uh, reap uh, an immense amount of benefits from this. Uh, uh, the apprentices themselves have seen uh, a, a ton of value coming out of this as well. And it seems to be a, an important lever for, for you and the team uh, thinking about growth uh, and employee satisfaction, employee retention, customer value. Like there's a lot of, a lot of benefits here. Uh, and so maybe the best place to just start, we'll, we'll start at the very top and, and maybe we'll get a little more granular as we go. Uh, knowing your team has grown fairly substantially through the apprenticeship program, uh, where and how did it start? Uh, and what does it look like today? Okay, no, that's great. So um, my business partner, Adam and I started Boom in June 2017. And it was literally just the two of us sitting there day one, staring up four walls, thinking, what do we do now? Um, But it became quite apparent as um, the short space of time actually went on that there was no way we could do everything. I mean, we were literally emptying bins, doing the finance, you know, Mm everything um plus obviously all the hubspot stuff um and if one of us was on holiday 
that was even worse. It was like, oh my goodness, how the hell am I going to run a business sell, you know, on my own? So we decided very quickly that we would need to take on at least one employee. Um, that result that was slightly tricky for us because we were brand new. Obviously, funds are limited. Um, so we we started thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? Do we need to train somebody up? Mm-hmm. Because there's no way we could afford a fully fledged HubSpot expert. Um, then we started looking into the apprenticeship program that the local college offered. Um, we looked at various different courses. Um, the one that we very quickly lent to was the digital marketing apprenticeship because it fitted in quite nicely with where we were when we were first starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, we in September of 2017, um, so only a two, three months into running the business, we took on two apprentices, um, both ladies, which is great in the digital space because um, it's quite male dominated over here. Um, they they worked out great. I mean, one left us um, after just over four years. So she, she'd she been with us a long time. Um, they were incredibly green, I have to say. Word of warning to anybody thinking of doing this. Incredibly green because it is their first job generally. Um, they're 18, 19 um, when they come in. Some have done GCSEs. Some have done A-levels. We have had one that's done a degree as well, but that is quite unusual. Um and I hope the one won't mind me saying this, they're that green that one of them didn't even know how to make a cup of tea when she started. That was lesson one because we were expecting them to meet clients and obviously often. That's not a prerequisite. <laughs> That's not a prerequisite to join the team, you know? No, maybe it should have been. <laughs> but no, it's and that's literally how it started. And from there, we've continued to take on apprentices on a regular basis, at least annually, but I would say more often than not, we take sort of two cohorts a year, and there's usually two at, uh, two apprentices at a time. Mm. Um, we have had, if I'm honest, some not work out, but 90% of them have worked out. They've yeah. been fantastic. Um, and most of our team now is, they started off as apprentices. So it's been a real success. And I can imagine the ones that didn't work out, uh, you know, lessons learned there, They it probably informs you know, the processes or how you approach, you know, future, you know, apprentice onboarding program, whatever it might be, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. We've learned what good looks like, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, now when we start recruiting apprentices, we set them um, small tasks. They might have to do a presentation of anything, but something that they're passionate about, passionate about just so we can see there's that, that drive there, that hunger. Um, we also set them a task where they're asked and it's it's quite a simple task we might build a a web page and they're expected to spot any mistakes that are in that page mm-hmm. and some of them are blindingly obvious but that <laughs> just does allows us to take a view on what their attention to details like because obviously in the world we live in it's really important that they can you know their attention to detail is is decent so 100%. otherwise somebody's just picking up the QA process further down the line. So right, right. Um, now you had mentioned, uh, obviously, you know, this was a caution to those looking to to build a similar program. Uh, they come in green. I think that's to be expected. I think that's fair. Uh, I can imagine their success then hinges quite a bit on uh, the team's ability to onboard them, uh, both to the 
the areas of focus, the subject matter, but also the nuances, the processes that you'd want them to follow. What does that onboarding process look like uh, to help turn them from green, right? Uh, new, new to these things to, you know, productive employees for the agency. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's totally changed from when we first took on our first couple. I mean, initially it was Adam and I, we'd do the interviewing, they'd come in, it would be down to Adam and I to onboard them to the business, um, explain the culture we're trying to, um, trying to build and also then train them on HubSpot and, if I'm honest, when we first started the business, Adam and I were still learning HubSpot, you know, because it changes so so um, regularly. Yeah. So, but how it works now is we have our seasoned apprentices. So those that have graduated, they now do the onboarding. We call it the flywheel. It's basically this turning mechanic. I actually used to call it the hamster wheel. But it's this turning mechanic that I think I prefer flywheel. That feels yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. a great way to I, yeah, instead sneak of a little rodent in. rodent running round and round. But it it, it allows it, it to keep going and it's taken any pressure off Adam and myself. We don't get involved at all now. It's the grad like I say, the graduated apprentices that will do the interview, they'll check the tasks, they'll listen to the presentations. Once they've selected the apprentices they want to go ahead with is they then we have a dedicated program that one of the previous apprentices has actually developed they follow that program as well as the academy certs mm-hmm. um we, because it's quite intense we it they're set pretty tight deadlines to get these things done um they're marked on it as well so you know they might have to set up a marketing campaign for argument's sake they will then be marked on that they will then have to go away and correct any mistakes they made, remarked, et cetera. So it is a little bit like school, but it it gives them the confidence that they do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, once they're onboarded and they've passed, if you like, their training schedule, they pretty much are working on client work, I would say, within four to six months quite basic stuff and it's always QA'd by a much more senior member of the team but they do we do get them going pretty quickly there because their actual apprenticeship is 14 to 18 months with the provider okay yeah yep um but actually for us they start if you like earning for us within four to six months so which is incredible really um but I think again they're the age they are they're quite digitally savvy they're They've been brought up with it, so they seem to grasp the concepts a lot quicker than. Yeah, just like the new, the, the, fami- the point and click, the familiarity of navigating something like a HubSpot portal, it feels a little more intuitive, right? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, it's worth saying as well, though. Um, again, for those considering it, is we've we've tried two different routes with apprentices. We went, I think I said, with a local college. And with them, um, they used to have to go to college for one day a week. So we lost them out of the business for one whole day. And if you've got multiple apprentices, they all go at the same time. So Um, that can have a massive impact on the business, but also scheduling workload, et cetera. You literally go from five days a week to four. mm -hmm. Whereas the route we've taken now, we've changed providers and they do online training rather than day release. So they're still within the business. They do it a couple of times a week. So they're out of the business for, say, two hours for those two days. But you can still keep the momentum going. And they take they take on different cohorts. So everybody's training is not at the same time. 
So uh, it's a little more, it's more cascading. It's, so it's not a just complete loss of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, again, when, when we were smaller, the, the day release had a real big effect. Suddenly and not, suddenly it was Adam and I getting our hands dirty again because there was nobody else to do it. So, yeah. So yeah, that, I, that would be another um, recommendation is you look at potentially a provider that does the online training rather than the college day release. Mm-hmm. And actually just while we're on that front, that's an important consideration to look for. Uh, for anybody else looking to build a similar program, uh, what other considerations should they be looking at when determining, you know, which college university partnership to, to, to build, you know, is it uh, any, any other consideration, any other things to look for? I mean, they, each apprentice does have to pass to, well, enable them to actually graduate. They need to pass certain elements um, and certain criteria set by the governing bodies. So you need to make sure that when you look at whichever apprenticeship you're looking at, is that actually you can help them fulfill each of those tasks they need to do. Um, for example, we did look at, I think it was an IT support apprentice, but to enable them to graduate on that, they had to build a LAN network. Now, that's just not feasible for us. We don't need that. So, we, you know, it would have been very unfair to take someone on in that role and then not be able to help them pass their apprenticeship. Yeah. So they have to, I mean, in the digital marketing, they have to be able to use certain tools. We could, we could um, enable all of that. They have to ha- be able to communicate with certain people. So that isn't just their peers they have to be able to communicate you have to allow them to communicate with customers for example Mm -hmm. which not everybody may be comfortable with when the apprentices are quite so new um you have to give them the opportunity to do some research it could be on competitors you just have to make sure you would need to understand everything that they need to do a tick box exercise to make sure they can do it um it's worth saying though every single one of our apprentices bar one um, has got a distinction. So we do know what we're doing. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a worthwhile, uh, worthwhile mention. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like uh, understanding like the satisfaction criteria, what the boxes are that they need to check uh, to be able right, to achieve their degree, whatever it might be. Um, that's an important consideration as well. It's, re- it's really important. It makes important. sense why you would target digital marketing apprentices versus I think what you mentioned, the, the IT support yeah. apprenticeship, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Now you'd mentioned the onboarding program uh, could take about four to six months, uh, and then you can actually start to fold them into client work. Uh, what do what types of tasks? What do those responsibilities look like as they come out of the gate, and, and maybe what do they also tend to grow into uh, throughout the yeah. apprenticeship? I mean, out, out of the gate, it is really quite basic tasks. So we might ask them to a client might need a list building, for example, or they might need a campaign setting up. Um, and it is a little bit of a tick box exercise again, is actually they can quite easily start to learn how to do these. They can, um, whereas now uh, as most seasoned apprentices that have graduated a few years ago, they are, they're our team managers. There are, they're, they're line managers, they're mentors, um, they're our consultants in all honesty. We've got a CMS consultant, We've got a marketing consultant, a CRM consultant. They all started off as apprentices. Um, We took two of them to inbound, which is an amazing opportunity last year. Um, Felt good to be back. Felt good to be back. Oh, didn't it just? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, And that's the first time 
apart from Adam and I, we've ever taken anybody else. And it's because the apprentices now, or the older apprentices, um, they're now, like I say, they're our embedded team members. They're, they're running their own teams, which is fantastic. That's great. And so actually that, that kind of leads into what I had as a, a follow-up question here is it's, it's, it's notable. It's, it's, it requires uh, a lot of upfront investment, right? To bring them in fairly green. You have to coach them, train them. You have to start them small and grow. Uh, but even with that upfront investment, uh, you've continued to make that investment because obviously uh, uh, the team sees a ton of value from bringing in apprentices. So what, what else, how would you qualify or quantify the value? What is the benefit that this program brings to the agency? And it sounds like, you know, it's, it's developed a tier of leaders amongst the agency, those that have, can, can stay there for, for years, um, which is incredibly valuable. Uh, anything else uh, that you look to uh, as, hey, this has been a, a huge return on investment for our team? Yeah, absolutely. I think culturally it's been fantastic because we've grown together. Um, you know, we we had an, a preconception of what we wanted the culture to be, but actually they fed into that. And I think Adam and I are obviously quite a little bit older than them. So actually having that youthful feed in has been incredible. They've created a culture club. They've, you know, they, they've, they've helped build that base level culture, but also I think with them, it's definitely bred loyalty. It's bred commitment. I think they fully appreciate actually we have had to invest not just financially, but we've also invested a huge amount of time in getting them, trained up investing in their career etc um the grow your own model as we call it i think has been fantastic because we've grown them as we wanted to grow them and we've been it's enabled the business to be incredibly agile actually in okay actually they've just released opsub goodness nobody knows how to use opsub okay let's throw throw some resource at that let's get get everybody learning that and we have knowledge share sessions so we might have a couple of people get to know it inside out back to front and then that's shared amongst the rest of the team so um that's been incredible i think from a personal point of view as well in i'm really chuffed that we've managed to secure local jobs because all, all the apprentices have been local so helping the local community and economy and also investing in your i've got a young family myself my eldest daughter's 18 and mm-hmm. to invest in young people and actually give them some security some commitment I mean every single apprentice we've taken on that that has graduated we kept on as a full-time employee we haven't let anybody go and I'm really proud of that because um you know they've invested in us as much as we've invested in them and I think that's that's incredible um and like I say they the apprentices that I mean how One's been with us nearly five years now. So in agency years, that's like 30 years I've been led to. Yeah. yeah. And it it was his first job. You know, it's incredible. Um, And to me, he's, I mean, he's he's the blood of the company. He's been with us almost from the start. And, you know, that to me is, is so, it's really rewarding to see. Yeah. Well, it sounds like in, in, uh, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would imagine the apprenticeship program isn't the only way in which the team is seeking to grow or where and how you find talent and additional employees, but their impact on the culture, their involvement in establishing a team-wide coach like that, those are the benefits that go beyond just those 
that are coming through the apprenticeship program, right? So immense value there. I also like, to your point, I think you'd mentioned like Ops Hub just came out. So it sounds like there's a little malleability, flexibility as to like, all right, how do we establish pillars of knowledge and expertise on changing new launches, updated products and functionality and strategies? Uh, I can see a ton of value there too. That's great. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, especially the guys that have been with us four or five years, they've grown with HubSpot. They didn't know HubSpot when they walked through the door. They've grown with it. So as HubSpot's evolved, they've evolved with HubSpot, which I think's invaluable, to be honest. Yeah. And a lot of the agencies I've, I've spoken to, especially recently, uh, there seems to just be this this like talent shortage. And it's it's never been harder to find true HubSpot experts. If you find them, it's highly competitive. They're expensive to bring in. Uh, and it sounds like this sort of apprenticeship program, if you're able to invest in, you know, college level, you know, uh, green folks and, and develop them, uh, it's one way to triage that potentially. It, it, absolutely. I mean, all I would say is bear in mind, you're probably a year to 18 months till you've got somebody that's really that skilled. So I am so grateful we started this five and a half years ago because we're almost ahead of the curve because we've kept it going. So um, some foresight somewhere um, <laughs> has worked tremendously well for us. And like yep. I say, it's, it's, it's built BBD Boom. Um, that's mm-hmm. our foundation, to be honest. How many, uh, I don't know if I've, if we got the number, how many folks have successfully gone through the apprenticeship program in total since you've, since you've launched it? We've had 12. Oh, we've great. got, we've got two going through at the moment, but, mm-hmm. um, so 12 plus the two, oh, that's um, and looking to recruit at least another two, I would say in the next quarter. So yeah. now, uh, we, 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 talk about it a little bit um but you know if anybody else wants to roll out something similar uh any advice you would have them if they're considering like an apprenticeship program or something like you've built i think we've talked about how to install uh certain tasks as part of like the review process like okay attention to detail right i think considerations to look for when determining a partnership college university etc any other any other advice any lessons learned along the way that others should take into account if they're looking to build something similar um, I would, I'm, I, I'm a pretty much true believer in this anyway. I think pe- most people can be taught anything. So go with your gut, go with the personality of the person. Um, make sure they want to work. I think where we've learned our lessons in the past, if, if people can talk a good game, but actually sometimes they come in at 18 and they're not really ready to knuckle down and get on with work, they're... Uh, they, I think some some in the past have seen it as a bit of an easy way out of mm. not going to college full time. So if I get a bit of, do a bit of work, I'll get a bit of money. Um, and they've been perhaps a little work shy, shall we mm-hmm. say? Um, so I would I would say look for that hunger, look for that want to learn, look for that you know hunger for knowledge um, and wanting to do better. Um, and we've we've also been very open with them and said, you know, if you do well, there's a job here for you at the end of it. You know, as long as both parties are mutually agreeable that this is where you want to go, then then we will do every, everything we can to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I just think it, a lot of it is about respect just because they are youngsters. Um, you know, they they deserve the respect that any other team member should have. Um, And 
acknowledge success as well. I think that's something we're very, very good about, good at, no matter mm. who who it comes from. Is um, you know, make sure they get the pat on the back. Make sure you know that they're, they're thanked for their hard work. Um, but yeah, I I just think go with the personality more than anything else. Yeah, I think you you'd mentioned uh, work shy or like work averse, but I think it's like being able to sit like identify candidates who are interested for the right reasons versus those that that may not be in the best interest of of what you're trying to do, right? I think that's yeah. a really great call out. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and it will the, be. It's lessons learned. Honestly, we have made mistakes in in that form. So, um, uh, but again, as you as we talked about, I think earlier, it's that those are the types of things that inform. The process and how you revisit and how you you know start to qualify candidates right you know you use those as learnings um yeah now you had mentioned too uh the the onboarding process has also iterated over time uh it's got to be fairly comprehensive knowing how green these folks are uh any advice on uh how to start from scratch if we don't have something like that today how prescribed how how immense how significant is that onboarding kind of process and, and any tips there it is pretty, pretty, um, pretty important to be honest. I think we were guilty when we first um, took on our first apprentices. We literally shoved them in front of the HubSpot Academy, said, "Get on with it." You know, perhaps listed out the first five certifications for them to do. Um, in my unbiased actually, opinion, it probably made them re- incredibly remarkable HubSpot power users. So. Absolutely, knowing what I know about HubSpot Academy. So. <laughs> no, HubSpot Academy is absolutely great, but. To sit there all day, every way, every day, listening to videos is nowhere near as great as actually sitting with a peer or a colleague, talking it through, having a play, etc. So I think that's where we quite quickly realised all the all the learnings from the academy, fantastic, cannot criticise it, but actually we need them to do some more practical stuff. Yeah, I know the practical some... application of the concepts, one hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is where we we might set them off to do a cert, but say, okay, now you've done that cert. Here is a list of tasks that you have to complete. Um, they in the training portal, they will then get marked and they will be shown if they've made any errors and how to correct those errors. Um, and it, it is a li- it's it's allowing them, I think, as well to build their confidence because it's all very well listening. Mm-hmm. But like you say, unless they put any practical application into that, they're not they're never quite sure if they've got it or they haven't or whatever. So so I would say as much practical application as possible, um, but allowing them to make mistakes. So don't throw them into client work until you're 100 percent. They're ready. Let them use the training portal, let them break it through whatever they need to do. Um, but I just think that allows them to build the confidence they need then to go on and actually do it in a live environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, that's why test accounts, sandbox, that's why they exist, right? Like, Hey, go, go, yeah, go break stuff. No, you know, low stakes here uh, before we actually put you into a, a client portal, right. To deliver some work. I think, um, and the last question, well, I have a last, last question, but before I get okay. to that one, as we come up on time, a, a second to last question, um, sounds like apprentices are paid. Uh, uh, for their work, um, but I can imagine it's at a rate that would be less than you know whatever an external hire would be. And so, is it fair to say that there there is an impact on uh, you know margins and profitability when you are able to develop these apprentices uh, and get them on client work? 
Uh, is there like a, you know, a revenue or a profitability component to this as well? Yeah, absolutely. Is I mean, they're a lot, they are a lot more cost effective than obviously bringing in a full-time employee. Um, and as soon as they can start working on client work, absolutely, there's profitability there without a doubt. Um, it is worth noting, though, that as soon as they graduate, they suddenly should be on a, a much more uh, decent wage yeah. um, that reflects their skill set. So It's not a benefit you get in perpetuity. It's how do you maximize the window that you have them for as an apprentice, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm, I mean, to me, they're worth their weight in gold. Um, and you know, they're, they're all fee earners because most of them sit in the solutions team. They are all fee earners. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even moving forward, so they, without them, BBD boom wouldn't exist to be honest. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, well, uh, I'm happy to hear it's been such an effective program for you and how much it's been able to unlock growth for, for the team, uh, especially as you kind of previewed what it was at the early days versus where we are now <laughs> and how these folks, how these folks have become the bedrock of culture and delivery and mentorship. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing story to hear. Um, and the last question for you as we come up on time, uh, we wrap every episode with this question. Uh, what is the strangest part of agency life? Oh, that's a good question. Strangest part. Um, gosh, that is a good question. I think working with the different personalities i think um as a team we are all i mean even my business partner and i we are chalk and cheese completely chalk and cheese um and i think what's that saying chalk and cheese have you not heard of that no that is one that hasn't made it over (laughs) at least to massachusetts at least you know i don't know where in the states chalk and cheese it means we're very very different completely different (laughs) i'm taking that one home i'm bringing that one into my next meeting for sure Oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, we're incredibly different. And I think for me, being an agency leader is learning to adapt to the different personality types and knowing how to deal with the different individuals and learning what motivates them and what doesn't motivate them. And and I guess whether this is answering your question, I'm not sure, but I guess it's the adaptation of myself to be able to lead the different individuals in in a way that suits them, I suppose. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, uh, uh, one of the one of the most enticing aspects of being a, a leader of a team like yourself is how do I coach and connect and help people across all different types of personality types, motivators, right, uh, uh, grow and define what growth means. Yeah, that's one of the exciting parts. And depending on how different everyone's personalities are, could be one of the stranger parts as well. Yeah, it's a fair yeah. answer. A good answer. Uh, so Emma, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's been great to hear the BBD Boom story uh, and some of the logistics behind your apprenticeship program. Uh, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. No, thanks so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And for everyone that's uh, tuned in, again, Happy New Year. Uh, and this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered. <laughs>